Well, obviously, uh, once again, I am not Pastor Alex Shipman. I am Amos Williams. I am the uh, pastoral intern here at the Village Church, and I am delighted to be able to stand before you and uh, to share God's word with you today. Now, if you have a worship guide, if you're looking down at the bottom of your worship guide, the text for today says James, uh, I believe James chapter 4 verses 11 and 12 is uh, what is there in the worship guide. Uh, but that text, as I studied this week and as I looked over it, it, it did not set well with me for some reason. And yesterday, I decided that I was going to preach a different text. So if you have your Bibles, uh, please go ahead and open up to Psalm 42. Psalm 42, uh, this is my favorite psalm. And for some reason, the Spirit of God continues to lead me back to this psalm. When things in my life seem to be off kilter, it seems as though the Lord consistently leads me to this psalm. And in light of uh, current events, in light of uh, the coronavirus pandemic that we are still in the midst of, in light of the uh, racial un unrest and the injustices that we see, the Spirit once again led me to Psalm 42. And this psalm has been the cry of my heart, and I pray that this psalm will also be the cry of your heart as well. Now, I want to go ahead and get something off of my chest real quick. I am a full manuscript preacher. I type every word that I'm going to say when I preach. I have zero notes today. So this is completely out of my wheelhouse. I am completely uncomfortable with this. So I would pray that you would pray for me uh, because it will be necessary, okay? Uh, but this text has pulled on my heartstrings, and so I'm going to follow what I believe is the Spirit's leading and share this text with you all today. Psalm 42. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have become my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep. 
at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go on mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, these are your words. Spirit, you are the author of Scripture. And any authority um, that is assumed from the preached word comes from you. It comes from your word. So, Father, be with us. Spirit, be with us in this moment. Glorify yourself. It is in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that I pray. The reality of the Christian life is that it ebb and flows. The Christian life ebb and flows. And what I mean by that is that sometimes in the Christian life, you will feel as if you have, you have reached the precipice of worship and identification with God. Sometimes in the Christian life, it feels like your relationship with God could not be any closer than it is. You know, you, you, you wake up every morning at 5 a.m. and you have your devotional. You, you turn on a little bit of Chris Tomlin or you turn on a little bit of, of Ty Tribbett, if that's, if that's your preference, and you get you out a nice pillow and you, and you set it down on the floor and you pray and you actually get down on your knees and pray. And you have the the lights dimmed just right. And this is your daily rhythm. And you feel like I am closer to God than I've ever been in my life. But also, there is a reality that the Christian life can also feel like a desert. The Christian life can also at times feel like God is not present. This sentiment is captured in this psalm today. And that is the ebb and flow of the Christian life. Our psalmist here today is writing about a time in his life where God feels distant, where he cannot necessarily feel the presence of God in a unique way. The psalmist starts off by saying, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God, the true and living God. Now, this picture that the psalmist is using here makes us think about a deer that is being hunted by, by a predator. And this deer is 
close to the point of exhaustion. And this deer is longing for the quenching of cool streams because it is being hunted and is fearing for its life. My brothers and sisters, have you ever had a time in your life where you thirsted sincerely for the presence of God? Where you desired the presence of God more than anything? Where you prayed and you fasted, seeking and longing for the presence of God. You see, our psalmist here is in a space where he is geographically distant from God, and he also feels that spiritually he is distant from God as well. He asks the question, when shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. See, my brothers and sisters, the reality of the Christian life, the reality of the, the, the truth of the Christian life is that it is not perfect. The Christian life doesn't mean that everything is going to be well all the time. The psalmist here is in a depression, in a real, true, heartfelt depression. His tears have become his food. He's gone without food. He's gone without water, and he is slipping into a true and real depression. And to top all of this off, his enemies are taunting him. He says, his enemies say, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? My brothers and sisters, we, are, we find ourselves in a, in a unique moment as the people of God. We see controversies and we see sicknesses and we see uh, terrible things happening in the world and it almost seems as if the church is a laughing stock because our enemies are taunting us and they are asking asking us where is your God in the midst of all of this our psalmist turns his attention in verse 4 to a time when he went with the people of God up in worship in the temple when they worshiped the true and living God. In verse 4 he says, These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. This points again to those times when the Christian life ebbs and flows. The psalmist is remembering a time 
where the presence of God was rich in his life. And he remembers this time while he is being oppressed. But the fact that he remembers this does not erase the true reality of the depression and the oppression that he feels. So he asks himself. He has a conversation within himself in verse 5. He asks himself, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Now, I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan. I, I, I like Kobe Bryant. I think he's the GOAT. Sorry to all my MJ and LeBron people. And so I can imagine Kobe Bryant before an NBA basketball game would get in the mirror because he's the GOAT. He's the great GOAT stands for greatest of all time. Excuse my, my uh, slang there. Uh, let me make it plain. GOAT means the greatest of all time. So I can imagine Kobe thinking to himself, you know, I'm the best. So who can I look to for encouragement other than myself? Because I'm the best. So I can imagine Kobe looking in the mirror and saying, you got this. Get your stuff together and let's go out here and get this W. And our psalmist similarly is having a dialogue within himself. He's saying to himself, why are you cast down on my soul and why are you in turmoil within me? And his reasoning is fleshed out in the second part of the verse. He says, hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. You see, this psalmist is connected to the true and living God. He knows that he has an eternal hope in the true and living God. Now, whenever we read the Psalms, it is always a good idea to understand that the Psalms are bracketed by Psalms 1 and 2 in the beginning and Psalm 150 in the end. And so they create brackets around the entirety in the entirety of the psalms in psalm one we find uh two uh distinct identities we find the identity of the righteous person who is completely connected in a covenant relationship with the true and living god and we find the wicked the wicked who is the enemy of god and in psalm two we find uh God, the Lord, God and his anointed who makes war against the wicked from uh, Psalm number one. And so this psalmist knows that he is connected to the true and living God and to his anointed from Psalm two. This is the covenant keeping true and living God. And so the psalmist continues. He says, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. He says, deep calls to deep 
at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. And he says, by day, the Lord commands his steadfast love. And at night, his song is within me. This picture of God being steadfast, being a God of steadfast love, points us to Exodus 34, where God descends uh, in the cloud uh, to his servant Moses, and God proclaims the name of the Lord. He proclaims that he is a God who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty. This is the God that our psalmist is putting his hope in. The reality is, is that although our psalmist is being oppressed, although our, our psalmist is in a depression, he has put, he has resolved to put his hope in the true and living steadfast God who fights on the behalf of his children. This is our faithful God. This is the true God. Also in verse 7, he says, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfall. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. Whenever I read that, I'm always reminded about Jonah. I'm always reminded about the way that I learned about Jonah growing up. So in youth Sunday school, in youth Sunday school as a, as a child, we learned that, you know, Jonah found himself in the midst of a storm, uh, on a boat out on the sea, and he was thrown overboard. And a whale came and swallowed him up. And the way that you learn this story as a child makes it seem as if as soon as Jonah was thrown overboard, the whale came and swallowed him up. But if you read the book of Jonah thoroughly, you find out that Jonah was in the water for a while. Jonah was about to drown. Jonah was as good as dead. He was wrapped up in seaweed and he couldn't swim. So Jonah was as good as gone. And then the Lord sent a whale to swallow him up. So the reality that this points to is again that ebb and flow of the Christian life. Jonah's situation didn't change immediately. Jonah's situation didn't change as soon as he was thrown overboard. But Jonah was swallowed up by the whale after a period of time had passed. And that is the reality of the Christian life, is that sometimes when storms come, 
It may seem as if God has ignored us. It may seem as if God is not the faithful God that he has shown himself to be throughout history. But my brothers and sisters, the reality is that God is faithful. And that he fights on our behalf. And so the psalmist continues in verse 9. He says, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go on mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? But in verse 11, he turns again after this roller coaster of emotions that we've seen in this text. The psalmist ultimately resolves again. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. Hope in God. My brothers and sisters, if you take anything else from this sermon, my encouragement to you today is hope in God. No matter what it looks like right now, no matter what you're going through, hope in God. I wish that I could paint a pretty picture for you that everything is going to be Uh, peaches and cream and smiley faces and rainbows but the reality is that the christian life is a life that ebbs and flows but i can point you to an eternal hope see a prosperity uh, preacher would tell you that when you come to faith that everything's going to be okay but what i will encourage you against what the health and wealth and prosperity preachers may may say, what I will encourage you is that you are on the side of a God, a true and living God who fights for you. The battle, in essence, is not yours. The battle belongs to the true and living God. So that is where you can put your hope. This is an eternal hope that we have. This is not a temporal and fleeting hope that is in the life of the believer. No, my brothers and sisters, we have a hope that will last from generation to generation. We have a hope that has that has kept many generations of believers since these words were written. My hope for you today is that you would put your hope in God. Because our triune God has finished the battle. He has finished the work on our behalf. We have hope in the fact that the Lord Jesus took upon his shoulders the weight of sin and death and hell. And he bore the weight of sin in our place. We have the hope in the reality that the triune God fights for us. 
and that they had a plan from the foundation of the world to save the church, to save and to love his people. We have the hope in the reality that Jesus rose from the grave declaring that all power belonged to him. That means that when we face oppression, when we face injustices, when we face the realities of evil, that God is on our side fighting for us. God hates injustice. God hates oppression. God hates evil. So as the people of God, we are on the side of a true and sovereign living God who fights against injustice, who fights against evil on our behalf. And just as the entire book of Psalm ends with praise and adoration to the true and living God for his intervention on the behalf of his beloved people, we too can rejoice because we know that we have an eternal hope. There will be a day that we will be able to rejoice that there will be no more suffering. There will be no more injustice. There will be no more pain. There will be no more crying. Death will be ultimately defeated. Death will die. Death will breathe its last breath. There will be no more coronavirus. There will be no more pandemics. And that is the hope that we have as the people of God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Thank you that you do all things well. Thank you that when the world is out of control, you are in control. You have not left us undone. You have not left us by ourselves. But you fight for us. In these, in these trying times, it's hard to know who we can trust. It's difficult to put our trust in organizations. It's difficult to put our trust in individuals. Lord, we want to put our trust in you. We want to put our hope in you. God, you are faithful. You have finished the work. Help us as we live through the ebbs and the flows of the Christian life to put our hope in you. When things seem, when the task seems daunting, help us to Understand the reality that trials come and they will hurt 
there will be pain and there there will be suffering. Help us not to ignore and move on too quickly from lament because of the reality of the evils and injustices of our world. God, help us ultimately to put our hope in you. God, get your glory. Get your glory from our lives. It's in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit that I do pray. Amen.